Welcome to Sanctuary First Podcast for November and uh, the theme we're going to be looking at this month or for the whole month is an inheritance of love and I have with me Ian Jimison who's one of our writers and uh, Ian and I are going to have a little discussion this afternoon about this theme, inheritance of love. Um, Ian, I've chosen this theme because I think um, November for me uh, brings you to that point where you start remembering things and it's almost a, a month of and a season of remembrance because mm-hmm. of course we start off with Halloween and then we're into the All Saints Day in the 1st of November mm-hmm. when we think of people we've loved and lost a while but then we go into November the 11th and of course it's the you, you think of Remembrance Sunday and the whole month seems to take you to that place where you start I think you've got to reflect in your life and where mm-hmm. it's going and what we're doing and um, what is it that we're passing on to the next generation it's been something i mean it's been something that's been in my mind recently uh, the, this house that we live in I, i've often felt it's a wee bit too small um so i i found myself uh, looking for things like uh, extending our mortgage mm-hmm. for example and the, uh, the the woman that was talking to me about like insurances and what have you and she says to me things like you when do you intend to retire I didn't think I was old enough to think about retiring, but apparently I'm well old enough to think about <laughs> retiring. Um, and the other thing was, uh, you know, how are my wife and kids going to be looked after should something happen to me? Um, and that really did get me thinking about what am I leaving behind? Now, with this exercise, it was all about what money I was leaving them behind. Uh-huh. And, and up until this point in time, money has simply been a way of me buying ever more expensive and better guitars. <laughs> but... And other toys, Ian, as well. And other toys, and cars, and and also, yeah, I'm not very good at hanging on to money. Mm. Um, So I was, anyway, I was thinking about this, uh, and I was, you know, making sure they were all right, making sure that they were going to be able to survive, and hopefully they'll they'll have enough. But I think the point was, it kind of made me think about my own mortality, and then I started to think about, how will they remember me? What have I left them? How will they remember remember me? I said, you know, and that's, yeah, I, I get worried in case they remember me as the guy always had the mobile phone out. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I know what you mean, and, and, I'm, and I'm worried that, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, there's all sorts of bad habits I've got that I worry that they'll, that's how they'll remember me. Um, do you know, Robbie did a thing. Robbie wrote a story. You know my son's a yes, writer. Robbie wrote a story, and it was a story about a boy who discovers his dad who he lives with the dad's divorced you know right. and the dad's is broken down old wreck right. and and, and he, the dad dies and it's about this boy coming to terms with his dad and he it's describes like, this scene mechanics, well so. very much so but, and, and you know and the thing is there's there's a scene in the story where he's in the pub and everybody's talking about what a good guy his dad was but they didn't see the other side to his dad you know uh-huh. the, the dad that maybe drank a bit too much uh-huh. and smoked and all this kind of stuff um, and I thought, Robbie, what are you writing stories about me for? <laughs> <laughs> Particularly stories in which I die. But it it does. It's important that I feel it's important that that people, you know, remember me. We think about legacy as we uh-huh. get older, but we also think about the inheritance that I want my family to get from me is not money, but I want them to remember conversations we've had times where I've been loving to them done things for mm. them been with them that's what I want them to remember See, do you know when I, as a parish minister when I was a parish minister one of the roles I saw myself 
as being a storyteller. And I found myself, you know, being drawn into people's lives, often at the end of their life or at a funeral. Mm-hmm. And you had to tell a story. And of yeah. course, part of what you're going to do is you listen to the family telling you about the person and then you try and you, you do tell the story. I remember this particular lady I went to see, and somebody, somebody have heard me say this before, but I said to her when I opened the door, you know, I said to her, I'm sorry to hear about your, you know, your husband's death. And she looked at me and she said, Mr. Bogle, you're the first. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we in. Oh my and I goodness. sat down and, and I said to her, you know, Mr. Bogle, forget about, forget about um, saying anything about him. She said, he sat in that chair there when he came in. He said, and he sat, and he, most weekends he, he watched the football and he drank his he, he, he beer, drank, drank the beer. And that was it. And the daughter was there and she says, I am absolutely right, Ma. That's it. You know, so I was standing there and said, what kind of story am I going to tell about this man? And she said, don't really, really said best. You know, and that got me thinking is continually that when you you're doing a funeral, you're thinking, what, what am I going to, you know, yeah, what are you going to say? What, what am I yeah. going to say? But also then you're <clears> thinking, <throat> maybe other people will come up to me and they'll say to me, eh, you know, I hope you, I'll, I'll leave you some things to say about my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> What to make sure that something good said about them? <laughs> you know? but, Absolutely. But the thing is, this, it's not what's even said, it's what's remembered because it's true, yes. isn't it? Yeah. That, yeah. You know, it's 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 what's not said because I, I, it doesn't it can't be said, but it's true. It's the love that's yeah. there, and the devotion that's there, and the things that that people pass. But these on. are what pe- these, I think these are what 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 really matters when people go through possessions of those that have gone, and they and they and they find things. It's not often that they're looking. It's not even a valuable thing, a money. The thing that people miss is mm-hmm. they'll pick up an item, maybe a shoe or a book, mm-hmm. or, and that brings back the memory of mm-hmm. the person mm-hmm. and the feelings associated with that person because those feelings don't, they don't die. Mm-hmm. I, and I was I, I was round um, visiting a a, a friend, a, of mine, a minister who was who was actually dying, and uh, and I was, you know, sat with him for a bit and I was talking to his his wife um, and he was one of these big uh, tall kind of real Church of Scotland kind of guys you know and, and he never smiled at, well I mean he never smiled when I was around <laughs> I've never smiled at other things but, but um, anyway so I was sitting there and I said do you know the thing about him I said is that all the good that he did all the lives that he touched that goes on and on and on and rings on for eternity mm-hmm. that's where real riches are because he wasn't a wealthy man Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, he, these real riches, people who would have had healing through through him, mm-hmm. right? he was a conduit for healing for some people. Um, and I, I had this very strong image in my head of these acts of goodness, acts of kindness, acts of love towards his family, mm-hmm. scattered like jewels across a life, mm-hmm. but something that is eternal. Mm-hmm. And that was how I, it was a very strong visual image that, that, that bubbled up in my head was these little points of brightness and light that shine on in eternity uh, where real riches are to be found mm-hmm. uh, much brighter and more beautiful than the 
the nicest jewel that you can imagine. Uh, it was just a very strong image as I, as I was talking and sharing that. Do day. you know, it's funny you should say that. I remember years and years and years ago, I went to visit an old lady and she's now gone. Her name was Miss McClelland. Mm-hmm. And she'd been an old school teacher. And she used to tell me, you know, Mr. Bogle, they used to call me the Coco teacher. <laughs> and I said, why did they call you the Coco teacher? She said, because well, during the war, she said, I used to think of the children that got nothing, didn't get much. So she said, I couldn't single them out. So she said, I used to bring in cocoa for all the class. Every day, she said, I would give them some cocoa to make them, to heat them up. Oh, you know? that's lovely. And I thought to myself, and she said, people used to call me the cocoa teacher. You know, yeah. and then as we talked to me a bit more, she said, you know, I find it hard to do something shabby. And I said, what? She said, yeah, because she said, I always think my mother is looking down on me. Yeah. And I wouldn't like my mother to see me doing something shabby. Did you know, that got me thinking. I hope to goodness but, my, my, the people that <laughs> passed in my family aren't looking down at me. <laughs> but you know, but, but when you think about it, Ian, it, it's true that if we stopped and thought, would I want my son or my daughter to see me doing this? Yes, I think that's even I before that's even true. saying yeah, even yeah, before yeah, saying yeah, would yeah, I want yeah. God to see me doing this? Yeah. But even if you took it down, if you're not if you're not at that level, that yeah. But even to just say what I'm doing now, would I would I like my daughter or my son to see me doing it? Yeah, I I think and that becomes a you know that's the inheritance of love that says well you know that yeah. this lady saying I'm going to live a better way because. Because of my mother's example. It, it's a very, I mean, it is probably the most powerful thing to my, to my mind is that thought about, you know, what, what, what do my family see? When, wh- what do they see? You know, what, what? Because it's hard to see yourself as 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 others see you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless you've been filmed twenty four seven, and and it's harder still, to the way that we portray ourselves. I mean, I think the whole online thing has probably made it worse. If you look at everybody in fit, my wife said to me the other day, she said, oh, do you know, uh, like, let's call, call her Marjorie, that's not her name, but call her Marjorie. Uh-huh. Marjorie's got such a good life. She's always on holiday, says Joe. She's always on holiday and she's got tons of money and she can just swan off and do that and she gets away with this and she gets away. And I said to her, Joe, that's only what you're reading off of Facebook. That's only what she wants you to see. Exactly. That's only what she wants you to see. Her life. Because I know this person. Isn't he anything like that? Nothing like that. And she certainly doesn't look the way that she puts in her photographs on Facebook. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. You better now be careful, Ian, because the folks say, who is he talking about? <laughs> I've, got, I've got another friend, and she, she's just, she's, she's gorgeous. A gorgeous person. Um, and uh, she... She went on some kind of makeup beauty type course of how to take pictures of herself, right? <laughs> she she looks like a supermodel <laughs> online, and I know her in real life. She doesn't look like that. I mean, she's not unpleasant in the eye. She's certainly not a supermodel. <laughs> oh my goodness! So this idea of what what we leave is is Morning. to be is to be doing something that's going to be more. Mm. Um, I suppose lasting and something that's going to be, I suppose, help people to 
be better than they are. Well, absolutely. But what and what what they leave what they leave behind? Um, what what do you inherit? Be fascinating to to hear people's stories, you know. So that that's what we're hoping to do, and that um, on this podcast, I'm encouraging people to. Why don't you tell us some of your stories of people who have influenced your life and how they've influenced your life and a bit about them? And it'd be good to maybe put some of these people, the names out there for people to hear. They've maybe gone on ahead of us, but to mm. say I thank God for my school teacher. Uh, for the cocoa teacher or I thank God for so and so because they made such an impression on my life Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe I didn't thank them but now I am saying thank you for for their their influence on my life and that's a real inheritance of love isn't it absolutely it's a lovely thing to admit that though isn't it you know just thinking it's more powerful when you say um, I feel loved by you rather than say I love you absolutely because it's it's Aha, uh-huh. because love is, do you know, this whole big biblical idea of of, of love, is stems from from God. Mm-hmm. So what we are saying is, from a Christian perspective, is what brings you into being and makes you a person, and gives you a real person. It's not Descartes. It's not Descartes when he says, "I think, therefore I am." So it's about I. I think the yes. world around the world revolves around me. Yes. No. What makes us who we are is to know that we are loved. And first of all, in love is initiated from another to you. And that love comes from God as the initiator, God the Father, who loves us. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. And and therefore it's that love that brings us into being. And yeah. and, and therefore when and I suppose that's the whole concept of the Christian importance behind relationships when children are being born, that children are born out of love, intentionally loved and brought into being because there was an intention that they were loved, yeah. loving them into being. Yeah. And therefore, it means that we then are called to be people, if we know we are loved, then that gives us a, a completely different perspective and mm-hmm. value. I, I think that's key. I, I, th- I think that's that, that's really. And do you know an interesting really thing about all that too is that Frank Lake, who he was a clinical psychologist in the 1960s, and he was looking at the life of Jesus, and he was trying to work out from the life of Jesus what was it that sustained Jesus because he reckoned that Jesus was someone who had gone through a tremendous amount of of challenge and suffering in his life. He was betrayed by his best friends. He, he finds mm. himself persecuted and mm. um, eventually crucified. So how could he sustain all that? What what gave him the strength to sustain, sustain all that? And and he, he looked at the baptism of Jesus and the story of the baptism of Jesus and how uh, in that story um, the, the father comes and says, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Mm. And it's that sense of knowing that he was loved of the Father, that sustained him to face all that he had to face. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the power of the inheritance of love, that if somebody's listening to this podcast today, the most important thing is your inheritance of love is that God loves you. Mm-hmm. You know, for God mm-hmm. so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son so that mm. we are loved by God and, mm. and, and it doesn't matter about what we do need the love of others I'm not saying we don't but that in itself begins to sustain us because in turn then we begin to love others mm-hmm. by, by knowing we are loved then we, we reach out to love others and create that whole mm-hmm. community of love but, but we have to know that we're, that we're loved in order to give love uh-huh. you, you have to have that sense of, of being loved of that sense of connection and, and we need to work at that we need to tell one another encourage one another mm-hmm. and, and create these communities of love and fellowship in, in, in our lives and, and I think the other thing is it's not picking up that inheritance of love as well that leads to people becoming broken and in and, and my work I meet a lot of very broken people that's part of my I guess my ministry you mm-hmm. might call it uh, that, that's it's just a, a, a specialty that I've been made to work in mm-hmm. it's not one I chose for myself but you know I've been made to work in in a, in a part of medicine where uh, as a friend once call, called me, amongst the least, the last, and the lost. And by the way, this, by this, I do not mean my general practice spaces. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> I do so not mean that. Let me just make that absolutely <laughs> yeah. clear. Further, yeah. you're I'm, talking about a different area. I'm talking about work. a different area of medicine that I work in, mm-hmm. um, where there's some very, very uh, people who have had a lot of hurt and damage in their life, and these people find it find it really, really difficult to accept love. Really difficult. Uh-huh. And they find it very difficult, therefore. Because what you want back, yeah. what you want back, if you love me, you, That's, you, yeah, absolutely you, becomes tra- becomes transactional. transactional. And and the difficulty is that that leads people down the path to addiction. That's where addiction really comes from. Is from that isolation, because heroin makes people feel loved. That's what they'll take. That's what a heroin addicts will tell you. They they feel loved it's a warm cozy blanket of feeling that they're loved and accepted but actually it's a lie it's deception mm-hmm. it's not real uh-huh. and that and that's where again how do we make the community of the church into that place of love because you know we we talk a lot about this but how do we actually you know we we almost need to find ways in which we allow one another to be much more open and honest with one another. Do you know what we need to do? We need to stop judging people, but we also need to stop judging ourselves. We need to actually love ourselves a little bit more in order to give love to others. And we need to not write the, write the script before the play's been performed, you know? Mm-hmm. We need to... We need to we can, Chris, Christian people, I think, sometimes, and, and I count myself as one, obviously... Um, we can be just a wee bit judgmental. We can write things in pen and not in pencil, uh-huh. and quite often we're we're completely wrong. Oh, absolutely. We don't really see it. We don't really know people as well as we think we do, and we certainly don't know what people are thinking. And often, again, we think we know what people are thinking. We think we know what people need, um, but sometimes just asking people what it is they need is really helpful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just loving people and and expecting the best from them. That's another thing. We get so broken and battered by life uh-huh. that we don't expect good from other people. Uh-huh. We don't. We expect them to come at us. We expect. We expect um, our defence mechanism. So our walls go up. Our barriers go up. And when our barriers go up, how can love flourish? It's that phrase that sometimes. That's that phrase sometimes you would say to your errant, errant teenager. You're better than this. Absolutely. 
you know, you're better than this. Absolutely. And, and I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to hold this against you because I know you're better than this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's a way of making getting yeah. helping people to get out of a situation, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be confused by telling your wife, it's okay, it's okay, dear, <laughs> you're just having one of these days. I'm not going to get angry at you for that because I know you can't help it. <laughs> not to be confused with that. Because that never ends well. Never ends well. Never, never, never ends well. No, no, not only that, because. You're just showing yourself up, aren't you? In that <laughs> Very <way>. much so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this, so I think this is going to be a rich theme for us this month. Yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where it takes us. And um, so, look, thanks very much for entering into this conversation with us uh, this afternoon. Always a pleasure. And uh, you never know, uh, I don't know when you're due to be writing again, uh, Ian, but I know... I'm sure James will hunt me yeah, down James and find me wherever I am in the world. <laughs> get you to write some more stuff, because I know that people really do appreciate all that you do in Sanctuary First, and the stuff you write has been very successful and helpful to people. Oh, so... Thanks again for being with us and thank you for listening into this podcast uh, today and uh, hopefully there'll be more podcasts uh, appearing more regularly under this new format now of the new launch of the Sanctuary First website. So until next time, have a good day and God bless you. God bless.